Hey, and just a quick reminder that the audio-only versions of these Vital MX interviews are available on the Vital MX podcast page. Search for it anywhere you get your pods and let your friends know about it. What's up, guys? This is Jamie Guida with Vital MX. I've got another check-in this week with Derek Kelly. DK, what's going on, man? Oh, not much. You know, just enjoying the off season. Yeah, are you enjoying it? We're gonna. I, I no. guess, yeah, <laughs> we got some questions to ask about that in a second. But first, looks like it was your birthday a couple of days ago. So I want to tell you happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting up there in age now. I'm 25. So Dude, you're catching just, up to just me. Just turning the corner. Yeah, yeah almost. It not won't be long. Though. Because I stopped aging. I just quit. I gave, I, I'm not counting anymore. So we're staying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, man. Forever. Yeah. So we're wrapping up 2023. Uh, the, obviously, the season's over. Looking mm-hmm. back, how do you feel about it? Uh, ninth in 250 West. I think that's your best season so far. Mm-hmm. Outdoors, you uh, were 24th overall. And then Super Motocross didn't go great for you. But looking back on the season, how do you feel about it? Um, I think we we grew a lot. I learned a lot this year. Um, Supercross was obviously my best season um, out of out of the years I've been doing it so far. So that was good. Like I had some personal best results and and whatnot. But you know, it's it's always a growing process. Like like I said when we first started talking, it, it's only your your goals only get higher. So <laughs> as the better that you do, but I'm. I'm not stoked with how super motocross went and uh, how outdoors ended up. I was dealing with a lot of stuff and you you can make excuses all day long, but at the end of the day, we didn't put in the results to to qualify straight into the super motocross. And then those LCQs kind of kicked my butt and that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, it it does. And I've got a couple of questions on that, but first I want to ask you with, especially with supercross, what do you feel like you improved on as a rider? Because as I recall, I feel like last year, twenty two, we were you were like, "Hey, I want to make a top 10. Mm-hmm. and then you know, you know you're getting. Uh, I think you got a six this year. That was your best at Glendale. So the next step, obviously, is a top five. But yeah. what do you feel like you improved on? Uh, I think I realistically, I just got faster. I mean, faster and more consistent. Um, I made a lot of gains in the off season of twenty two, like coming into twenty twenty three. So just I was. I was at the top of my game, like the best I've I've been. And then just, you know, just get better and results come with that. And obviously I, I, I think the new bike handled well for me on Supercross. So I think that helped a lot. And then just as a team, we grew. And I mean, there's tons of factors that, that come into it. But at the end of the day, I think I just got better riding dirt bike. So realistically, do you feel like you've peaked? Do you feel like you're, you? I mean, what's the next step? How do you get better? You know, I don't think you ever really peak unless you are satisfied with where you're at. So I'm obviously, we're going to talk about it here in a minute, but this off season, I was really excited to, to get at it and really work on some stuff that I felt like I lacked in the outdoor season. And really, I mean, I, I invested a lot in my personal health. Like I had LASIK done and I had a couple other procedures done to help with arm pump. And I was... I'm just basically, I was hundred percent focused coming into this year. Um, I want to go back to something you said a moment ago that you, you had some personal, like some things going on and, and some, uh, super motocross outdoors didn't go well. Do you want to touch on any of those things and tell us what any of those things were? Like what kind of things you're dealing with that can affect a rider's performance? Well, I mean, it, it kind of 
it started out rough with mm-hmm. outdoors. So, um, at the final round in Salt Lake, I, um, got landed on in the start of the, um, main event and it actually bruised my kidney. So I ended up spending four days in a hospital, um, in Salt Lake. So, and I had surgery and all kinds of stuff. So it kind of put me on the back foot coming into the outdoor season. Like I had test days planned with the team for outdoor suspension and that week following, um, Salt Lake. So I missed testing, didn't have any testing coming into Paula. I was on the bike twice for outdoors before Paula. So it was kind of already starting out on the back foot and then just throughout the year we struggled with setup because we didn't have a full test day and then um the team worked really hard and we ended up finally getting a setting and and then i started kind of clicking off results but then obviously there's bad luck in outdoors and then i developed an arm pump problem out of nowhere and it's just <laughs> it was like ridiculous just felt like one thing after another it i did feel like you made some improvements though throughout outdoors obviously your last round at ironman was your best with the 18th uh and the team seemed to make, be making improvements you did kind of mention it was it was a new bike last year so that, that for sure yeah i mean we we had a, a lot of work to do with the new chassis for outdoors like it, it meshed really well for me for supercross like the it's stiffer chassis and and i really like that but i struggled to find a good balance for outdoors mm-hmm. um but yeah, I mean, we busted our butts all year. Like the team never, never quit, never um, faltered and, and stuck behind me throughout outdoors, even though I was struggling more than I have since I think I began, since I turned pro, really. I mean, it was an awful year. Like I was getting 25th battling for 20th. I'm like, dude, what is, what is my issue? But obviously it was a stacked year. There was a ton of, of talent out there in the 250 class. And then obviously like I'm a bigger dude, so. It was just, I was just out of it. I mean, the tracks were deep this year and, and with, with all that, it's just, it's hard to compete. Yeah, absolutely. And then you also mentioned the struggles with super motocross. Uh, look, it, it was a long season, 31 total races for the guys that race every single round. Uh, you know, and the bodies break down, you're wore out, you're coming off that issue from Salt Lake. Did you like the format at all? The, the, the changes and what they were trying to do with tracks, did you find any enjoyment in any of that, even though you were struggling or was it just all negative because you were struggling? I try to keep a positive, positive attitude about it. Um, I think it has a lot of potential. I think they need to make the tracks, let me starting with the tracks. Um, they need to make them more technical. Mm. We're, we're too good. There's having the top 20 guys in each class battling on a, on a kid's track or like a track that's not technical is not fun. Like everybody out there knows how to hit a rhythm section. That's only got one option. Right. And I mean, it's just this track, the tracks were really one lined and really easy. So it was pretty much, it came down to whose bike was faster and who would send it harder into the corners and like could make the least amount of mistakes realistically. Like it wasn't, it was more so you couldn't make up time. You can only lose time. Mm-hmm. And we saw a lot of that, uh, especially in Chicago. I felt like um, some people went down that were really fast in the first turn, and they only passed like two people in 20 minutes. I'm like, dude, what <laughs> is going on? Like, <laughs> I think and, that was, uh, yeah, I think that was somewhat of a common um, response to that. People had the same opinions, and I guess again, they're probably they're trying to appease or make it work for the futures and the all-stars yeah. and all that. So it's a different show, but yeah, I, I know. It's tough. 
it's tough. It's tough, obviously, like a track promoter. You have to think about that. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's supposed to be. I know they're trying to add in the future stuff, but at the end of the day, you're trying to have a premier motocross, supercross championship. Why wouldn't you be focused on making the racing the best at the top level? Right. And then if those kids want to come race, they got to figure it out. There you go. Hey, I, I don't <laughs> have a problem with slow that. Slow down. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if they don't want to, they don't want to wad themselves. Don't hit it. Exactly. <laughs> I've heard that somewhere before. <laughs> um, okay. So for 24, you're, you're still with the AEO Power Sports KTM team and Jeremy Sism. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but during the off season, you had a little mishap recently. So uh, fill in everybody that may not know. Yeah. So uh, two weeks ago, tomorrow, I guess, would be two weeks. Um, I ended up having a, a little issue that was out of my control. And and I took a digger and ended up busting my arm pretty good. So it looks like we're going to be missing a few rounds at least at the start of the season. Obviously, I haven't. They they gave me a rough estimation on heel time, but I haven't gone back for my checkup yet. So I'll know more at the end of this week as far as like how the healing's going to end up going. And then obviously, we'll have a better picture the closer we get. Okay. Because it's, it's still really early on. But I uh, broke both my radius and ulna and uh, shattered the ulna pretty bad. Um, Dr. Alexander plated me up in both of them, and now I'm just waiting. How's that feeling two weeks later? Uh, as far as the pain or yeah, as far yeah, as, just like, as yeah, is it, has it eased up a little bit by now? Yeah, I think, uh, the first five days were pretty rough. Um, <laughs> sure. But, but the last couple I've, I've completely weaned off any kind of painkillers and, and the pain's pretty much subsided and finally able to sleep all the way through the night. So, um, this is tough. I mean, it's been probably four years since the last time I actually had a fracture. So I actually attribute most of my progress in my pros is to being able to stay healthy but mm-hmm. when stuff is out of your control it's it's hard yeah for sure and you hard just to have swallow. to you just know it's part of the sport and you've been pretty fortunate recently so yeah you're you're, you're kind of lucky but again with the aeo team uh they've been improving every year jeremy's been putting a lot of money and time and work into the team and everybody that rep racing and everybody uh, and mm-hmm. you got a couple of new teammates with Talon Hawkins and then Ryder McNabb's coming over or coming down. Uh, how much time did you get to spend any time with those guys at all? Honestly, it was, it was about two weeks. I started training two weeks before I got hurt. So mm-hmm. um, I had probably four or five days training with Talon at the Supercross track. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I was super excited coming this year. It's still going to be a good year, even though I'm going to miss a few rounds at the beginning. But it's going to be a solid team. Like Talon's ripping. He's, he seems to be gelling well with the, the REP suspension and then the team. And I think it's, it's a really good fit. Um, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to ride with Ryder yet, but, um, I, I can imagine he's obviously a Canadian champion. So it's going to be awesome seeing him learn the supercross and then coming to the outdoors. It's going to be a, a gnarly team. Yeah. I'm actually really excited about Ryder coming down and Talon, uh, hopefully, kind of refocusing things didn't go as planned at husky so yeah i really hope that kid shows what he has because he's a great kid with a lot of talent um now you were scheduled originally and aeo is a west coast supercross team so 250 west and then the plan according to jeremy was that you're going to do 450 outdoors this year is that Mm -hmm. still the plan because that's the first time you've done 450 outdoors right um no i actually made my first professional race on a 450 and outdoors so okay yeah i I raced five five or six rounds in 2019 on a 450 so 
I actually started out racing on a 450 for a little bit, but obviously I've made a huge improvement since then. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's a, that's still the plan. Um, like I said, I'll know more as far as like when I'm going to be back for Supercross. So I'd love to race some rounds on a 450 if we have a chance for Supercross. Um, obviously, because I'm going to be doing outdoors and then SMX on the 450. Um, I want to get as much points as I can sure. and as much experience as I can. So um, depending on when I get back, uh, we were we were tossing around the idea of possibly trying to put together an East Coast effort for the 250 and then race some 450 rounds on the West Coast. Okay. But that's all just, that's such a, a spitball plan. Like we haven't, <laughs> we haven't figured out the uh, logistics and funding for that yet. But I mean, it's, it's so early on with my injury to know, I mean, who knows, maybe I'll go in there and I'll have a bunch of bone growth and I'll be <laughs> back on the bike a week before a one. Well, yeah, I hope for the best, man. I love uh, always watching you ride and visiting with you and just want to do a quick check-in see how things were going. And, you know, your brother Dylan's working for Vital shooting photos, and we were talking about you mm-hmm. recently. And it's like, man, I got to get Derek on the phone and see see how everything's going. So, yeah, I appreciate you having a little bit of time for us. No, thank you. And, I mean, obviously, I haven't – a few people, everybody close to me knows that I've had an injury, but I haven't released anything on socials yet. Mm-hmm. I'll probably post something today. So, I mean, whenever you end up posting this podcast, we'll be – Maybe I'll announce it on the IGs, but it's just tough. Like it's such a bummer. Like I, I was so excited to to get to training, and and I was literally just getting into the swing of things when it happened. So it's yeah. a little bummer, but I mean everything happens for a reason, and it's only a minor setback. Yeah, I'm going to ask you last question. I guess those two weeks leading up to the injury. This is what every rider says: Were you feeling the best you've ever been? The, the fastest you've ever been? I don't. I don't know if I was the fastest I've ever been, but I've made a. I made a lot of improvements in areas that I uh, lacked before. So I. I feel like I had a good base already started, and and obviously I. I think I was close to where I was ending the year, and the bike is way better this year. Like we got a new engine package, and and the bike was really fast, and I'm. I'm super excited. Like even when I get back, like I'm super stoked to get back to training and mm-hmm. and get on the line with it. Now I have to, have to ask another question because you just said you, you were getting better at things, you know, at certain things than you've been before at your level. What are those things? What, what are a couple things where you're like, I have to be better and you actually did get better. What give yeah, us an idea. I, think, I mean, one thing that I was working on was, um, standing a little bit further through the corners. A lot of times I'd sit early and then it kind of upset me and, and I'd lose momentum. So just basically standing a bit longer into those bull turns, I, I found a lot of speed and consistency with that. And then um, one thing I was excited to work on and I was already starting to work on was being, being less of a, I mean, I'm going to put it like less of a pussy. I mean, that's basically <laughs> like, that was, I think my biggest problem this year is I let people push me around and I'm, I'm too big of a guy to, to worry about conceding or not making passes when I should. So I think that's the biggest thing that I'm going to change next next season i mean i'm probably gonna piss a few people off on the track but at the end of the day i go out there to do a job but and if you're in the way it's not my problem yeah i mean that's that's what you have to do in the sport and you know the guys that are aggressive move forward you know you might like you said you might piss some people off but that really doesn't matter you're you're here as you said it's a job you're there for a reason and that's to do the best you can so i love it man yeah i mean at the end of the day i'm not gonna do anything dirty like i'm not gonna be all out there t-boning people but i mean i'm gonna trade some paint and and i'm not gonna let people lie without a fight 
I like it, man. Derek, thanks for uh, 20 minutes of your time today. It means a lot. Of course. And we always love to talk to you. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, man. See ya. Later.